Welcome to Photo Up, the podcast where we talk about all things photo and video. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo So today we are going to start with a listener question. This question comes from Karina, who's done a previous question. So thank you, Karina. The question is, how do you think you would price this? I just haven't done a job as big as this, but definitely doable. And below is a partial email. Um, I work at a nonprofit organization. We would like to get headshots for our 21 staff members and a group shot for the website. Thank you. Thank you for the question, Karina. Um, we have uh, two different uh, thoughts to answer your question. I'm going to start with the the bare bones of what you actually asked in the question. Um, how do you charge for it? And I'm going to make up some numbers because these numbers are going to vary wildly, which we will get to in part two of this question. Um, but the numbers that I'm going to work... And it also depends on like your experience and everything. But mm-hmm. I'm just going to say... Let's say... Um, you need to figure out your cost of doing business and you need to charge more than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, um, once you have figured out what your cost is. So let's just say you need to get $1,000 for the day, for the job, mm-hmm. um, just based on how many hours of work it will take you, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just kind of the assumption I'm going to work on. Thing number one is you could say, my day rate is $1,000 plus travel or whatever. Boom, done. Um, another way you could do it is my discounted rate for groups over this many people is $50 a head. 50 times 20 is $1,000. <laughs> so, hey, look how that math turned out. But then when they say, oh, we forgot Sandra in accounting, well, now you just made an extra $50 for a few minutes worth of work. So that is one way you could handle it. Um, but the other part of the equation is, uh, what is the value that you are bringing to them? Mm-hmm. So just because they say it is a nonprofit does not actually mean that they're on a shoestring budget. Yeah, you need to be careful with uh, nonprofits. <laughs> <laughs> like Salvation Army is a nonprofit and they made $4 billion last year. So let's just uh, cool the jets on that one. Yeah, nonprofits can have uh, big budgets, including big budgets for marketing and, and media services. Uh, just because they say the words nonprofit doesn't mean that they don't have money to pay you and potentially mm-hmm. large quantities of it. Yes. So, so I would say that there is a huge difference between this is your local community mom and pop shop nonprofit mm-hmm. that, it, that is genuinely you know running on a shoestring budget and trying to help out. Well, what you need to do is you need to charge at least your minimum. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more um but so so that thousand dollars maybe that is what it charges but if they are one branch of a much larger organization and this is going to be like a nationwide media campaign for those 21 people for this chapter well now is when you get into value pricing the value that they are going to get from your service far exceeds that tiny thousand dollars so maybe that's where you either up your hourly or your day rate or you add on some kind of a licensing fee Mm -hmm. yeah and you don't have to tell them what your original numbers are if you want to say this is my discounted rate for nonprofits, that can totally be like your normal rate like what are they (laughs) how are they gonna know right yeah Um, so yeah, you need to, you need to take, uh, certainly take care of yourself. Um, I would say that the only, the only addition that I have to that is, you know, if it's some smaller, you know, mom and pop kind of place, if it's a place that you really believe in, um, I have done a huge amount of volunteering for the Seattle Aquarium, not 
photography, but I've done a huge amount of volunteering there. And even if you paid me minimum wage, we're well into like the five figure um, amount of money that I've provided because I really believe in that message. That I feel like is the only time when you should when you should consider like working truly for free or really working for negative value because you're impacting your equipment, you're impacting your you know you're you're devaluing yeah things or or, or even at a, your, your or work. even at a large discount yeah, where even you a large are discount. turning away other work to be able to take that yeah. onto your work. You need to really believe if you're going to do something like that. Don't make that decision willy nilly just because they're a nonprofit and. Um, I would I would hope that even a small nonprofit you could say like hey my gear has wear stuff is devalued can you at least cover my costs and um if they're an upstanding nonprofit I feel like they should be okay with that uh and maybe you can use that to gauge like how much you're willing to give them of a discount yeah which leads in perfectly to this week's episode should you give friends and family a discount mm maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe question mark well uh that is what we are going to be talking about today so karina thank you for the question Uh, if Mm -hmm. anyone else if you want to send in your questions where can they send their questions hello at photo-op.show perfect i just renewed that domain the other day so (laughs) yeah there you go please use it Perfect. And uh, if you would like to uh, put the tip jar in so that we can continue to, you know, have that domain and keep the mics and lights on, mm-hmm. um, you can donate to our Patreon, which is actually uh, my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nomcreative. Uh, there is a podcast tip jar and that podcast tip jar goes towards um, our basic podcasting costs. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you. We have a couple of patrons, but we would love to get more. For sure. There you go. All right. So should you offer friends and family a discount? What do you think? Uh, yeah, pretty much maybe question mark. Um, it, de- <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends on your... Uh, the biggest thing to be is it depends on your relationship to them. And that's probably going far too into the weeds too quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, there are probably diff- a few different approaches that you could take to a friends and family discount. Um, what do you think? Like, where would you start with that? So I kind of feel like there's, let's say there's like three different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, so level number one is just no. Mm-hmm. Um, no friends and family discount. Because uh, there was a photographer that I follow who said this very, very well. He's a wedding photographer. And they said, well, you know, can I get a friends and family discount? And he said, well, if I gave you a 50% discount, does that mean that I do 50% of the work? Mm. Would you like me to be present for 50% of your wedding? Like, would you like 50% as good photos of just Mm. like, I'm doing this and this needs to get paid for Mm -hmm. somehow. Because if you're not paying for it, I'm paying for it. So no, there's no discount because you are going to get the same absolutely amazing products that all of my clients get. Now, there is something to be said for, uh, you know, that triangle, fast, good, cheap, Mm -hmm. you know, pick two. Um, whenever I do TFP work, my standards do not get lower mm-hmm. when I'm working for free. Um, uh, and then, and then the price is obviously dirt cheap. Well, what that means is now they get pushed to the back of the line where I actually just finished up a print order from a thing I did 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a ginormous project and a huge, huge print order, but that's because it was free. Yeah. And that's fair enough. You have to prioritize, you know, putting food on the table, so yeah. to speak. Like, you have to do that. Absolutely. Um, 
So yeah. So 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 that's the first thing. The, the first thing I would say is just like no. Um, mm-hmm. the second thing that I would say is is you need to have a standard discount. And what I mean by that is I'll give you two examples. Uh, So the first one is with my wedding packages, I price all of my wedding packages so that when you go to a wedding show and you get, uh, let's say, a $300 discount, my wedding packages are the price that I want them to be plus $300. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, when I w- worked at Eddie Bauer fresh out of college, like anyone who walked in without a 30% discount, I'm like, you're crazy. They offer 30% discount literally all the time. Why would you ever pay full price for this? So there's something like that. People mm-hmm. feel good about you, getting a discount. You build in that margin, even though to you, ultimately, like you're happy kind of either way. Right. But they are extra happy because they got right. a discount. So so the way that I build my prices are um, I, I kind of have this baseline of the m- amount of money that I need to make for a wedding. Mm. And then and then there's that extra. Well, people still have to pay that full price. It's not like I just magically be like, no, I like you. I'll give you a discount. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that full price. Uh, that discount gets given when you book at a wedding show, which is a very time-limited opportunity. Mm-hmm. That discount gets booked when you come through a vendor referral from one of the wedding coordinators that I work with. Because wedding coordinators, their thing is, I know people, I will give you, you know, I am going to earn my money back in the amount of discounts that I get you from these things, Mm -hmm. which should be how it works. So the coordinators that I partner with, they get that wedding show discount for their clients anytime, which makes them happy, makes the clients happy. And guess what? They send me work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then if, you know, brother, sister, cousin, or whatever says, Hey, friends and family discount. I already have that wedding show discount in my back pocket that I can pull out and be like, it's not wedding show, but like, yeah, I can give you that wedding show discount. So then they feel good. Like they're getting something and you're not getting shorted. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing you, you already have that built in. There's already an expectation. You're already using that extra margin to sort of pay for marketing um so yeah. you know you know that you can handle that the 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 flip side of that is rather than lowering the amount of money you get paid something that gets you more money in the long run is what is something that does not cost you a lot but is valuable to them that you can add on for free mm-hmm. so rather than uh let's say wedding collection is three thousand dollars rather than saying oh i'll give you money off no the wedding collection is still three thousand dollars but i can give you a free hour I can give you two free hours or I can give you a free brag book, which costs me a few dollars. I sell it for like $150. That is extra added value. For sure. For sure. So um, those are those are some other ways uh, that yeah. you can do it. Little fun gifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little fun gifts. Um, so, so tier number one is just no. Tier number two would be um, yes, but, and it's kind of there is a standardized discount. You don't get more than that standardized discount because that's not fair to you. That's not fair to me. Whenever I have worked for less than that because I thought that I was doing something for someone it has always bit me in the ass like do you have yeah (laughs) i'm I'm sure you have done that at some point yeah so um i try to increasingly not uh, work for free and for a discount anymore um and part of the reason for that is being taken advantage of if you don't set very good (laughs) barriers and standards from the get-go um people can keep taking and keep taking and because you've never said no to 
certain things, um, it's 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 even harder once kind of the ball is rolling to then you know cut them off. Um, and I find that it's easier for me just to set that standard from the beginning and say we're going to do X, maybe Y, maybe Z thing, and that's it. And I'm not going to do any more than that. Um, otherwise, you go mm-hmm. back and roll back into the A, B, C, D, E, F, G things. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so um, I'll, I'll I'll start by giving you kind of my level three, and then I definitely want to talk about no matter what level you fall on. Um, there, we have some tips for kind of how to make this not bite you in the butt. Mm-hmm. So, level three is if there was anyone that is so in your inner circle that you owe them a kidney (laughs) my my preference is the discount is pay what you want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you are still getting you have to they this has to be a person who is so close to you you would be willing to do it for zero dollars and happy to provide this to them yeah but by doing the pay what you want there are some people that um are like if they need a headshot for work because they're unemployed and they're in a tough spot and I would do it for free, pay what you want. Maybe that person gives me like $20, mm-hmm. which is nothing compared to my normal headshot rate. But hey, I just got $20. They paid for lunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and there are going to be uh, like uh, when I did headshots for my brother, I said, you know what? I will show up. I will shoot your 20 something employees. Pay what you want. And he gave me a few hundred dollars. So it's less than I would charge, you know, an accounting firm for shooting the whole thing, but it's still definitely more than the amount that I needed to make that day to like pull out my camera and make it all worth it, which is which is great because the people that I love and the people that love me, they want me to succeed and they want to pay me money. And you'd be surprised like some people will like you'll say pay what what you want or can and they'll pay you equal to your rate or more (laughs) i was about to bring that up if when you say pay what you want i actually did christmas photos for someone this year when i said pay what you want and they gave me a hundred dollars more than my standard rate Mm -hmm. which like you've got a job and you're happy with that and uh, you know you're happy to pay that I'm not going to say no. Everyone in this situation is happy. I provided them a service. They got what they believe to be good value and everyone is happy at the table. Like for that's sure. for sure. That's a pretty good way to do it. And that's like the ultimate result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so everybody's happy. So sometimes every, everyone's happy. Essentially, <laughs> you should never ever discount yourself to the point where you are going to grudge or regret or kind of create ill will towards mm-hmm. whoever it is that you're helping. Yeah. And so we have some tips now to prevent that from happening. If you are giving them a discount, do you, do you have any have any tips for kind of communication or ways to? Yeah, I would say that's pretty much the first thing is <laughs> communicate, especially in writing. Um, it very uh, good point. Yeah, it. Uh, this is something that has stung me so many times. Is it's just kind of we're just kind of talking, and there's sort of things that are said, but nobody ever has any uh, anything written down as to what was actually agreed on, and then it just kind of spirals out of control. And so, if you have something in writing that you can say, like, "Hey, you know what? Like, I only have time to do this. We agreed to this. Here's the mm-hmm. email that said, or the message that said that we're we're only going to do this." Then you can point to that, and then it kind of externalizes the problem then it's not you being unreasonable it's like hey we both agreed to this thing um we should all proceed with what that agreement was right right um i can think of two times where uh i did stuff for free for people and it has 
totally just bit me in the ass because stuff was not written down and crystal clear and it was more handshake and not contract Mm. um and even if you're doing stuff for free i really believe that you should have some sort of written contract even if it's just a one page of just like hey we both agreed to this Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have to be something crazy fancy like if if you have a contract please have a contract one use that modify it however you need to but really it is setting clear boundaries and expectations so the two things i think of i did a music video for a nonprofit back like when i was in college and it was just kind of a handshake like i need a portfolio piece and you need a music video great let's do this and then the scope of work after i agreed to it scaled drastically and then they weren't happy with it and they kept asking for more and more and more and more and and when i agreed to it it was great i'll shoot it for free but i get creative control over the end product Mm -hmm. and then i did not get creative control over the end product and a bunch of the artists that were supposed to be in the video never showed up to the shoot and they had their own people who were not good at all just like send me a bunch of footage that i had to intercut with mine and it was just a hot mess it is weird how some of sometimes the people that like pay you nothing or like the lowest amounts of money have the highest are the worst highest standards and i don't necessarily say that they have uh you know i'm for those listening on the podcast i'm making finger quotes i don't (laughs) say standards as in their standards are genuinely like something to aspire to i mean like they're nitpicky about stuff that doesn't matter yeah it is it is it is that um 80 percent of your time will be taken up by the people who pay you like 20 percent of your money like just cut those people off it is not worth it um to add on to that people absolutely do not appreciate what they do get for free Mm -hmm. one of the very first weddings i shot was i want to shoot weddings i have no port it was like chicken and the egg situation Mm -hmm. no one's hiring me because i haven't shot weddings but uh i can't shoot weddings unless people hire me right so i had a friend getting married and i said i will shoot your wedding for free but what i want is this many hours for creative portraits it can be before it can be after it can be in the middle just you have to build that into your day which they did Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So I got the time to do all this, got get all the stuff I needed for a good album. But then when I gave them all of the photos afterwards, they made their own edits. They uploaded the worst ones to like Shutterfly and made their own album. And then when I tried to like give them art, they're like, "Cool, no thanks." And then I just like never talked to them again. And just is like there was no appreciation or gratitude mm-hmm. for giving them thousands of dollars worth of work, and it was just like, oh, and I'm kind of mad about that. I can't a hundred percent blame people um, because not everybody knows. You know, actually, the vast majority of people are not going to know the intricacies of your business and how difficult it is for you to do the task that you're doing for. And nor should they, really. nor should they, right? Yeah. Nor should they. That's what they're paying you to know and do, but. That's why it helps to not necessarily like beat them over the head with like, here's how hard my job is, but you know, communicate those posts by photographers. (laughs) It's just like, you want to know why photography expenses? I have bills. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody cares. But if you can at least, you can't make them care, but if you can at least set boundaries, very clear boundaries in writing Mm -hmm. ahead of time, you can insulate yourself against some of that. Yeah, the uh, the other time that I definitely got bit is uh, I was doing some event photography in exchange for tickets. Mm. Um, and they said, well, all of our other volunteers have to work, you know, 20 hours over the weekend to be able to get tickets. I'm like, 
these like $40 to $60 tickets, I just gave you eight hours at, let's say, $50 an hour back then. I was like, I just gave you 10 times the amount any other volunteer has given you, and that's not enough. I feel like I have done more than anyone else. Yes, Mm -hmm. not hours-wise, but like this is the rate that I'm valuing my time at. So now I'm giving five times as much as everyone else. This makes no sense. And so I thought I had given them more than what we agreed, and they thought I was giving them less than what we agreed because there was no written contract. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there, there are varying degrees of <laughs> how much value the free service or the discounted service is providing. And don't, don't work for free yeah. because <clears throat> otherwise they will value you at zero. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. that. And, uh, as, photographers really like to say you're going to devalue the whole industry if you're working for free i think that's a little bit melodramatic but you it's know, a, be it careful. is a little mel- be careful. a little bit melodramatic <laughs> uh just to add on to that if uh if it is a family and friends discount this is someone that you genuinely love care about and would like to give a discount to that is very different than can i have a discount for exposure or giving you referrals or something because guess what people that are cheap are going to refer you to other cheap people and you're going to want to bash your head into a wall exactly if people just want to do it for exposure, the answer is pay me. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, um, if you're going to do a discount, you have to decide what kind of level this person is on to what kind of discount. Um, never give more discount than you feel comfortable or happy giving mm-hmm. because if it's going to create any kind of animosity, it's not worth it. Uh, do you have any... And get a get in a written contract, even if no money is exchanging hands. Yep. Just make sure that your expectations are clear. Yep. And if it's somebody that like you'd feel awkward um, getting a contract with, you know, at least get it in writing. Please at least get it in writing. But trust me, if there's somebody that you're giving a hefty discount to, um, likely you know them well enough and you have a good enough relationship that if you say like, hey, I know this is silly that I'm asking you for a contract because we're, we're buds, but can you do this just like, you know, so that I can have it in my paperwork. They're going to have no problem doing that. If somebody is concerned about doing that for you and you're giving them a good discount, be careful. (laughs) That is a big problem. Huge red flag. (laughs) Anyone should be very thankful and happy to do any little concession like that. Um, if you're, you know, really giving them a good service. So, some contracts are very one-sided because they are written to be Mm one-sided for instance real estate contracts they are cited in favor of the agents they don't care about you so look at those contracts with a very kind of hesitant and questioning eye but most contracts are supposed to protect both parties involved so when you're writing a project you're saying i'm protecting you saying i'm going to give you all the things that we agreed to but i'm also protecting me saying i'm limiting it to all the things we agreed to so they should be happy to say oh you're going to give me all the things cool where do i sign (laughs) great yeah so this this should be a good thing yeah there you go go. there you go there you go (laughs) All right. So, uh, Karina, thank you for the question for kicking off this episode. And that is kind of our thoughts on if you should offer friends and families discounts. Um, just a reminder, we are going to be doing episodes every Tuesday. So, uh, this that's will- when the week really starts anyway. I know. On Monday, you're you're waking up, you're catching up on emails. You don't want to listen to a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, look for next Tuesday. What are we going to be talking about next week? Hmm, good question. What are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about how do you handle criticism? Oh, yeah. You know, 
we'll, we'll we'll talk about the criticism, but we don't want to hear any of the criticism. You, <laughs> you no, can send, you can send us questions only. With anything that is not criticism, because our fragile hearts cannot take it. <laughs> Praise and questions are only accepted on this podcast. <laughs> And where can they send those praise and questions? Uh, hello at photo-op.show. Excellent. And uh, if you have more praise and questions for us, you can also join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash nomcreative. Uh, give a dollar to the tip jar. It helps keep the mics on. And Financial praise. Financial praise is the best kind of praise. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to PhotoOp anywhere podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Because it's free.